You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. Jesus said, while y'all are saying harvest time is not here, he's saying actually harvest time is already upon you. And I don't know where we get the notion to drag our feet, to pray unnecessarily long seasons of prayer before we get busy doing what God has already instructed us to do. But there's some things that we don't need to pray about. We don't need to pray about sharing our faith with others. It's strange to think there are certain things we don't need to seek God about, but Pastor Gary admonishes us today that we have a lot of direction right in front of us. We have the ability to work on the Great Commission of reaching the world with the gospel. And if we want to switch it up a bit, we can work on the greatest commandment too. Pastor Gary will show us that we are without excuse when it comes to following God's will. We can be faithful and follow or rebellious and make excuses. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Joshua chapter 1 as he begins his message, You Have Order. Father, we lift up our hands to you, our voices to you. We worship you and adore you, not just for what you have given us, but for who you are. Lord, that you are enough. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we come hungry today to be fed from your mouth the very words of life that can transform us to be more like your son Jesus, in whose name we pray Amen and amen. All right, read with me. Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. I want you to notice that God told Joshua, Now therefore arise, go. Now skip to verse number 9. Verse number 9, he said, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. So there's this repeating forceful command coming from the voice of God to his servant Joshua, Rise and go, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. It's as if he's rebuking any insecurities or hesitations or doubts or fears in young Joshua's mind and heart to to in stealing him the courage from and the strength from God Almighty's word to go forth and to do the assignment that God gave him. So today, I believe God's put it on my heart to preach to you this subject. You have your orders. Amen. You have your orders. We are on a mission. We are on a mission to proclaim the gospel to the ends of the earth. But we're on a mission to reach you first. We're on a mission for the gospel to become real at your house. And we are on a mission to inspire you, that is to make disciples of men, that we might say something under the unction of the Holy Ghost that would light your fire and cause you to be more for God and do more for God than than what you were before you heard the message. 
I came to invoke in you some stirring that whereby God might give you courage, strength, hope, and vision for the future that you won't leave here the same as you come, but that you'll leave motivated, you'll leave changed, you'll leave with a charge, you'll leave with a mission that you know wasn't handed out to you by Gary Caudill, but was transfused to your heart through the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to leave this place understanding that you, sir, that you, ma'am, are given divine orders whereby God expects you to fill them out, whereby God expects you to complete your assignment and to get busy and to get busy quickly. We need not drag our feet because time is running out. We need not act like that we need to pray about it for eight months. Amen. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, do you not say there's four months, then cometh harvest? But Jesus said, lift up your eyes on the field and look upon the field for the fields are white already to harvest. Jesus said, while y'all are saying harvest time is not here, he's saying actually harvest time is already upon you. And I don't know where we get the notion to drag our feet, to pray unnecessarily long seasons of prayer before we get busy doing what God has already instructed us to do. But there's some things that we don't need to pray about. We don't need to pray about sharing our faith with others. We don't need to pray about getting the gospel to as many as possible. Amen. Paul the Apostle said uh, that he became all things to all men that by all, all means he might save some. Amen. Another way to put it is to pull out all stops. Whatever causes you to hesitate, whatever causes you to be reserved, whatever causes you to be quiet and, and, and still and causes you to back away from an assignment that God has given you, that is what God wants to speak to you. And he wants to speak to you directly and clearly that you have your orders from God Almighty. I need you to understand that when you read this Bible, after having read this Bible, if you don't come away from the reading of the Word with an assignment, you miss the whole point. For the Word of God was given to us that it might be fleshed out in our lives. We want to see God take this word and make it relevant to our lives, to make it applicable to us, that we might put it into shoe leather, that we might put it to practice, that it might not just uh, change the way we think, but it also changes the way we act and behave. It changes our desires. It changes our motives. It changes the trajectory of our future, and it changes future generations because uh, we have allowed the word of God to penetrate our broken hearts and heal it and prepare it for service to the king of kings and the lord of lords so you need to know that when you come to church and you hear preaching if you don't get an order from god you probably haven't heard any preaching if you don't get an assignment from your heavenly father you probably haven't heard the kind of preaching or at least you haven't been listening to what the spirit of the lord is saying to the churches Notice in verse 1 of our text, it said, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, and even to the children 
of Israel. I want you to notice verse 2 again, the first part. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Point number one, the funeral is over. The funeral is over. God told Joshua, said, y'all might as well dry up your tears. It's time to move on. Now, there's some spiritual application that we can use in this sermon today. Many people have hesitated to move forward for God because of some past pain that's causing them to be tripped up and causing them not to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But even as God told Joshua that Moses is dead and the funeral is over and it's time to move on, God would speak to you and I about our past pains that it's time to bury that, have the funeral, get past it, and move on for the glory of God. How long are you going to cry over spilt milk? How long are you going to worry over that that you have no control over, that which you cannot change, amen? You might as well just get past the funeral, wipe your tears, and get up, dust the seat of your pants off, and get on for the glory of God. Somebody say amen this morning. The funeral is over. I believe the Holy Ghost will say to someone this morning, your funeral is over. It's not that God doesn't care. But God's heard our whining long enough. We have, we have bitterly complained before his presence. We have belly ached and we have whined and we repeat our offenses in our imaginations over and over again. And God wants to know how long does he have to tarry with us coming to him over and over with the same wounds, with the same story, with the same pain when God is ready to enable you to get past the pain and move on but yet you keep rehearsing it in your mind you keep rehearsing it in your heart and it's holding you back and you can't look to the future because you're hung up on the past and the Holy Ghost is saying it's time to put that casket in the dirt and move on for the glory of God amen there ain't nobody worth not serving God for I don't care how bad it was. I don't care how much they hurt you. I don't care what they said about you. I don't care what they did to you. You're not serving them. You're serving God. So get over them and fall back fresh in love with Jesus and move on for the glory of God this morning. Amen. You have your orders. God expects us to, as, as good soldiers, to, uh, to endure hardness uh, as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Uh, you're going to have some funerals. Uh, there are going to be some times you're going to have to pause and reflect uh, and learn from what happened uh, and learn from what died and learn and grieve your loss. But at some point, the grief must be ended. And you need to learn how to walk and enter into the joy of the Lord. Because it's the joy of the Lord that will be your strength. There is no pain. There is no loss that is stronger than the love of God. That is more powerful than the joy of the Lord. And some of you have lost your song. Some of you have lost your shout. You've been having a pity party for 15 years over something somebody did or said to you. And God said, today the funeral's over. It's time to move on for God. Amen, church. It's time to move on. 
Do you have your orders? Uh, what are you waiting on? Uh, I've heard this same story. It's not that God doesn't care. We have not an high priest. We've done quoted it. That's not touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Uh, but God don't want to sit and sulk in your sorrow with you. He wants to heal you and get you to moving on. Amen. Now, I don't know who this is for, but somebody needs to get back in the saddle. Somebody needs to, amen, quit using your excuses, all the reasons why you won't get plugged in, all the reasons why you don't like that church member, all the reasons why, uh, I don't know if I really want to get too committed. I might get hurt again. Uh, The devil is a liar. Amen. Guess what? You're going to get hurt again, but do it anyway because we're serving Jesus and Jesus said you're going to get hurt. That's not an excuse. Uh, If Jesus used that logic, he would have never went to the cross. Uh, He looked to the cross uh, from before the foundation of the world and said, oh, that's a great price, uh, but I'm willing to pay it anyway. Uh, Who amongst us would look at the cross and count the cost and yet still take up your cross anyway and follow God anyway? Uh, You might as well brace yourself for some pain and disappointment and discouragement and hurt, uh, but you also need to brace yourself for the ability to cry your tears uh, until your uh, funeral is over and then get up and keep going for God. Amen. I want to encourage somebody this morning uh, that you need to serve God uh, and you need to quit giving him your excuses. Uh, This morning he is saying to you, you have your orders. Amen. Uh, You need to learn a few things about this first. You need to learn to help the wounded and leave the dead. Amen. Uh, Help the wounded and leave the dead. Like uh, there's some people back in the wilderness that don't want to cross over into the promised land of God's best and brightest for their future. They'd rather hang out with people. Amen. Uh, uh, that, That are dead. Amen. They would rather die in the wilderness with their own wills and ambitions than to uh, look upon the horizon of God's best and brightest for their future. Amen. I'm still convinced to this day that most Christians haven't even scratched the surface of what all God really wants to do in their lives. We need to be willing to move on. We need to be willing to leave the dead. Amen. Uh, Help those that are hurting, but don't let the dead hold you back. Amen. Uh, Let me say this. Nothing in your past is worth forfeiting your future over. And let me say once again, emphatically, quit crying and move on for God. Amen, church. Now look at verse number three. I want to told him, he said, every place. Somebody repeat that with me. One, two, three. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you. In other words, if you can step on it, you can have it. Amen. Uh, As I said unto Moses uh, from the wilderness, and he begins to define it, of this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Uh, Number two, uh, the future is ordered. So we see that the funeral is over, but number two, uh, we see that the future is ordered. It's ordered. He said uh, that you have a promise. Amen. Y'all pray for my voice. You have a promise. You need to know your Bible. These are the times that require us to get well acquainted with the promises and the pages of God's Word. When you get down in the dumps and you're feeling sorry for yourself, you need not look any further than the Scripture for hope and inspiration. Amen. If you'll read this thing long enough seeking the Lord, you will find Him when you seek Him with all of your heart. And He will begin to speak His written word 
Bible and translate it into real life scenarios in your life that give you hope and give you a future. Amen. And so what you need to do is you need to subscribe to God's vision for your future by getting your nose in this book. Don't just come to church Sunday morning and be satisfied with the hearing of God's preaching. Take this Bible with you. Go home with it. Read it every day. Ask the good Holy Ghost to speak to your heart as you're reading it. And you ought to see if it doesn't start popping out like a 3D pop-up book. It'll come to life and it'll start ministering you to you in ways that not even the preaching can minister to you in. It'll start ministering to you in ways that not even personal counseling can do for you. It'll start ministering to you on deep levels in such ways that no song can ever solace your soul by. Read the Word of God and find out that He has promises for you. Amen. You need to cry your last tear over your past pain. Move on from your funeral and realize that God has a future ordered for you. And it's different than your present circumstance and it's certainly different than your past. You not only have a promise but you have a place. You need to know your bounty. That is, you need to know your place in the kingdom that God has in mind just for you. As he described to Joshua, the place that he prepared for him, God will describe for you what your assignment is. If you will read his word, if you'll seek him, I'm not always one uh, to just give somebody something to do. I would rather the Holy Ghost speak to your heart and convince you of the ministry that he has put you here for. Because if I give you an assignment, you'll drop it like a hot potato. But if the Holy Ghost gives it to you, you can't get away from it. That's why I preach like this. I'm not going to give you a list of things to do that will make me happy as a pastor. I might ask your assistance from time to time on certain things. But you need to seek God for yourself. And ask him, Lord, where can I fit in? What can I do for the cause of Christ? Where can the church most use my abilities, my talents, my treasure, my time? Find out what your, where your place is at. Amen. God wants an active church. God wants a church that's here to serve and not one that's just here to soak it up. Amen. I, I know we like good preaching. We like good singing and hoorah for all that glory to God. But if you don't leave different than you come, it's all in vain. Amen. If it don't change your life, your perspective, your vision, your hope for a good, a better future and effective ministry and, and being a light for Jesus in your sphere of influence, then we meet in vain. Amen. We want you to know that God has something in mind and he has a place for you in the kingdom. You can seek God and figure it out. God will show you where you can best serve in his kingdom. Not only uh, will you find your promise in the word, not only will you find a place, but you'll find the parameters. I like to say this, no your boundaries. I, I want to say it this way. Most people never discover the extremities of their boundaries. Most people settle way too soon and way too quick. They're like the two and a half tribes of Israel that said, you know what? We've, we're tired. Y'all go on into the promised land. We'll, this looks good enough to us. Just, just, y'all just go on. And some people, they don't, they don't experience the fullness that God has for them. They don't tap into 
the full experience of God's will and purposes and word for their life. And so they, they live unsatisfied because God put something in each of us as his creation uh, that we hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we are not satisfied until we have fulfilled the assignment that God allowed us to be born to accomplish. And if you're not there, you'll never be satisfied. You'll always be searching, but how come Christians can seem uh, uh, to deceive themselves into thinking that they're satisfied with less than what God had in mind for them? I think we use excuses as a medicine the quiet and the pain of inner frustration truth be known most of us are frustrated because we know we're not living up to our potential we know we're not doing what god has called us to do and it bothers us and might i say it ought to amen it ought to bother us but instead of numbing the pain by more excuses let's just come open-faced before god and and be honest with God where we're at and say, God, I know I'm not where I need to be, but show me the pathway to get there. And God will begin that work of sanctification in your life. And he will begin to point out things that stand between you and him that are hindering your prayer life, that are hindering your witness, that are hindering your effectiveness. And step by step and little by little, the Holy Spirit of God will chip off anything in your life that doesn't look like Jesus. And you will grow more and more mature as the days go by if you will be consistent in seeking the Lord and say, search me, O God, and know my heart and see if there be any wicked way in me and deliver me. Amen. Uh, that's the kind of praying we need to do. Uh, and we need to let the Holy Ghost turn the spotlight on in our hearts and lives uh, and show us where we fall short of his purpose in our life. God has a place for you. God has promises for you. And God has boundaries that reach far beyond uh, the extremities that you've drawn for yourself. Let's just face it. Most, well... Without exception, every man of God in the Bible besides Jesus himself, when God told them their assignment, they thought, you got the wrong guy. There is no way. Moses had his excuses. Amen. Gideon had his excuses. Peter had his excuses. Paul, no doubt, had his excuses. Every one of them had too many blunders to uh, to mention too many flaws, too many issues that they thought would keep them from doing what it was that God said he wanted them to do. But yet we forget that he, the same God that calls you and sends you is the same God that will enable you to accomplish his will. And so you need to quit worrying about all of those limitations that you think exist. And if God said do it, God will bust through those limitations and will blow your mind. And when you discover just how effective you can be for God, if you will yield yourself to him, you have your orders. Your future is ordered. Start waking up to the realization that there is more to your Christian experience than what you've experienced to date. Look at verse 5. He goes on and says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide 
for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. So number one, we said the funeral is over. Number two, we said the future is ordered. And lastly, I want to say the fight is on. Amen. The fight is on. He said, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Simply put, God has you covered from start to finish. He that hath begun a good work in you shall perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. God is never Never going to give up on you. You may give up on yourself, but God does not take counsel from you on when he gives up on you. He takes counsel from no man. He does whatsoever he wills. And when he starts something, he finishes what he starts, including his purpose in your life. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. We're so glad you joined us today for this study in God's Word. Be sure to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a new edition. This broadcast is part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more about it and Pastor Gary by visiting our website, garycottle.com. That's Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. We'd like to invite you to partner with us in sharing the good news of Jesus through this ministry. Would you join Pastor Gary in praying for those listening? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be receptive to the truth and love found only in God. Please keep Pastor Gary in your prayers as well as he continues to seek God's direction in this ministry. Another way you can be a part of what we're doing is through financial gifts. All amounts are appreciated and useful. Please, prayerfully, consider your involvement in this way. And if you feel led to give, you can mail a check to Gary Cottle Ministries, 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. That's 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. Thank you for partnering with us, and thank you for listening today to True North.